Your dress, they almost wore pants very similar to that dress today. Uh, this dress, which our listeners cannot see, is sort of like a gray frock with um, stripes. Yeah. And my family likes to say when I wear it, oh, how was the hospital? Yeah, Joanne feels that way about my pants. Or like she's like can't decide if it's prison or hospital. Yeah. When we meet people, they're like, oh, you have to excuse my mom. She just got out of the hospital. And they're like, oh, my God, what happened? And they're like, yeah, she hasn't changed yet. I'm oh, like, my yeah. God. All right. That's- I feel like it has such a Mediterranean vibe. It doesn't say hospital to me. Well, I'll have to wear it in Greece then. There you go. What's going on? How are you? Episode 13. Oh, Welcome to episode 13. Yes. Of On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy. What's going on is, I don't know, not much, actually. Come on. Give me a story. What would you do this weekend? Happy Canada Day. We are recording this oh, yeah, on it's true. Happy July Canada. 2nd. Uh, this weekend, I made beautiful food. I made beautiful food. Jealous. How come I didn't see anything on Instagram? I only posted one of them so far. I made this Mediterranean-inspired potato salad. Like, I invented it, and I was so proud of myself, and it was so good. I find the best things about most meals are the spices. So can you tell me what spices you I used? Bar- I barely used any. I used, I, it was, I can tell you what's in it, actually. I made, like, I cut up ol- olives and sun-dried tomatoes okay. and pickled um, rapini. Oh, wow. And then tossed that with some oregano that I brought back from Greece. Oh. And a bit of pepper. I didn't really need salt. I, I don't even remember putting any olive oil, to be honest, because all the other stuff had has comes in a lot of oil like the the olives and the tomatoes and stuff did you bring me any oh and i put a bit of vegan feta in it uh did i bring you any why would you not i know i just show up empty-handed that's rude (laughs) (laughs) and ready to record i have to stop doing that but i mostly spent the weekend uh obsessing about the fact that i had been bitten by or stung or something i don't know what i didn't see what what crawled into your arm something hurt my arm and the first day i wasn't bothered by it and the second day i wasn't bothered by it but after about a week it was just getting bigger and more and more red okay so i went to the clinic i spent saturday at the clinic that was fun and uh he gave me some antibiotics but of course i have been convinced ever since that even though it's getting less red that i have flesh eating disease (laughs) (laughs) And also that my immune system is killing off my arm while I... Or side of the arm cancer. Oh, that is (laughs) most probable of all the options. That's probably it. So anyway, Joanne's tired of it because I'm like, why? Look, now I can see the site of entry and it's my skin is peeling all around it. Why would it do that? And then she is annoyed. And I understand because that's a dumb question. But then her answer is... Flash shading? Maybe because of the warmth... (laughs) <laughs> because it, when it got inflamed, it was so warm, it's like getting a burn and now your skin is peeling. Well, I'm not an expert on insects, but what limited knowledge I do have, they mm. put poison in you. Exactly. So that's, that's why. probably just a little bit of poison in there, but yeah. I'm glad it's getting better. I think it's just healing anyway. That happens when you're healing. So um, speaking of poison. Oh my God, Nancy. Yeah, Exactly. I don't know if you noticed, Jen, but there was a two-week delay in publishing. And this the episodes, the most recent, between um, 10 and 11. I was too busy obsessing about my arm, but I'm sure I would have noticed. <laughs> and I listen to a ton of podcasts, and it bothers me. Well, it doesn't bother me, but it slightly annoys me when they take a break for any reason, and then they come back and tell this big story. And I'm like, you know what? 
I have other podcasts to listen to. It's cool. Just come back and start over. I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you're well. So I will not spend too much time on that. But speaking of poison in the form of Coca-Cola, I was on vacation in Quebec City for 10 days Mm. and I was doing a bit of work outside and it was 4.30 and I thought, what a perfect relaxing moment for a rum and coke. My dad didn't drink much, but when he did, he drank rum and coke and it has like, I have this fondness for rum and Mm. coke. So I went and made myself a mason jar full of a tiny bit of rum and a whole lot of Coke, which we don't drink often, like because it's poison. It's like battery acid and it rots your insides. Mm -hmm. And I just sat down outside on my deck under my awning and opened my laptop and Dum Dum Doris, my little eight-month-old kitten, was trying to stick her little face in the rum and Coke and I was trying to shoo her away. And I knocked the entire rum and Coke into the laptop. And I'm not sure, I might be exaggerating, but I could hear the logic board melting. So I had like a big, huge, sandy beach towel next to me. So I just like, so what you're supposed to do. Just throw sand in your laptop? What you're supposed to do is like open, turn it over right away. So the water's not like running, not the water, sorry. The battery acid is not running into the, into the computer. And then you're supposed to like unscrew the back of the laptop and remove the battery immediately And then take a little Q-tip. This is my PSA, by the way, in case this happens to anybody else. A Q-tip with isopropyl alcohol and dab it. Mm. And you might have a fighting chance to save your computer. And under no circumstances are you to turn it on for like three days. Right. Okay. So what did I do? I did not turn it over. I took a giant sandy wet beach towel. (laughs) And I blotted it and blotted it, sort of like just shoving it in deeper and mixing it with sand. Right. And then I immediately plugged it in and hit the power button over and over again. <laughs> and yeah, so $3,700 later, that cat is expensive. That cat is costing me money and I'm mad. $3,700, like to, to fix the... No, brand new. It was shot. Totally unsalvageable. It was like $2,600 to fix. What does the Coke do to the actual computer besides get it wet? From what I read through the tears so it was kind <laughs> of blurry was um what i read was that it's not the moisture so much because you can fix that with isopropyl alcohol it's like coke is acidic and i'm sure the sugar too the sugar and even if it was diet coke which it was not when i do drink coke which is rarely please don't at me i would rather have sugar than aspartame Has it occurred to you at any point that doris might have been trying to save your stomach lining <laughs> and your insulin levels and i know all our listeners are going aren't you on keto how does <laughs> full sugar coke fit into that so yeah it's like the acid and the sugar and the sugar from the rum right mm, and it's just true, all yeah. bad yeah it's just just a, all bad it's a mason jar full of bad news but it does take the acid like an hour mm-hmm. to do some serious damage so i was able to save a few things and i knew i was like gonna gonna go any minute so i was like rapidly trying to save some stuff and one of the things i did instantly was book an appointment at the genius bar in quebec city i'm in i was about 45 minutes away yeah it was like 4 30 they had an appointment at 7 p.m so i tore off there at 7 p.m Huge lightning storm, like massive pouring rain, windshield wipers can't even keep up, lightning. The Apple store in Quebec City is in this mall. So it's a park outside. 
And then like, I'm trying to protect my laptop, which is already drowned in Coca-Cola <laughs> and alcohol from the rain. And I don't have a coat or anything. I'm just like hovering over it, running into Apple, wearing these little flip flops that are getting wet. Mm-hmm. You know how they're like there. Yeah, yeah. And the entrance was like, I had to go through the Saks Fifth Avenue outlet. So now I'm like a drowned rat, mm. these horrible, cheap, like $12 flip flops from Target going through Saks Fifth Avenue to get to the Apple store. I have my meeting at the Genius Bar and he goes, I'm just going to take it into the back. And he comes back and he just shows me the iP- his iPad screen, which says like $2,400 plus tax, three parts in- aren't in stock, six weeks, can't save the data. Oh and I just burst into tears. You called me in tears. Just, I, thought, I, thought, I called you from the parking lot after. I thought someone had died or something terrible. No, he's like, it's so close to death. So you have about five or 10 minutes before like, like, like you have one last chance. What do you want off it now? And I sold our, I sold, <laughs> I saved our podcast episodes. <laughs> so like screw the pictures of my kids. No, those are all backed up. And, and we have been talking like, this is a whole thing about self-compassion Versus accountability and straddling the middle of it Mm. and how you and I had been talking for weeks about me putting the episodes in Dropbox for multiple reasons. So we could share the editing so that we would have, I don't know, backups in case anything happened. And yes, I was able to save the last two episodes. We just released Forgiveness this morning. I really love the podcast. I was thinking the other day, like I was having this fantasy. I think I saw this thing on Twitter or something about how most lottery winners are broke within 18 months because they don't have the mental capacity to go to such extreme wealth. And plus most lottery winners are public and people just come out of the woodwork asking for money. So you're worried that when we have more Patreon (laughs) subscribers and sponsors, the the wealth, immediate wealth. No. Yeah, maybe. But uh, no, for some reason I was having this random thought and I don't have this thought often. I'm not obsessed with the lottery, but I thought it was just like a moment where I was like, sometimes I question, why do I do what I do? And this comes back to, is it because 25 year old me wanted to do X Ah. and now I have the time to do it. So I'm doing it. If money was not an issue at all, if I just had unlimited funds in the bank, Mm -hmm. how would I spend my day? And it was instant. I would podcast. I would just podcast all day. (laughs) That's what we want to hear. Yeah. So I absolutely love the podcast and I've completely lost my train of thought as to how how that started. But that's an excellent segue to just get into the tofu of this episode, as you Uh say. Uh Uh-huh. Which is zero waste. Today's... (laughs) I don't know that segue. You're going to have to fill me in later. Today's episode is about why you're never going to buy target flip-flops ever again okay yeah okay the whole episode is about your flip hold on let me just get all this trash out of here (laughs) kids can you bring me some garbage bags for all this junk (laughs) some plastic garbage bags sorry what were we talking about (laughs) actually it's interesting we are going to talk about zero waste but um what's when i went to greece in may I yeah. saw some amazing things that I was really excited about. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I've been telling anyone who asked how my trip was um, that it was amazing and it was beautiful. And there was some incredible things that I noticed. Like, for example, there is a shipwreck there from the 80s and it's just wrecked still in the water on a beach. And you can anyone can access it. It's not 
it's not protected. It's okay. not, there's no one charging admission. There's no one there. It's just, you go down this trail and then you get to a beach and there's a shipwreck. Wow. Like you can touch it. And I was thinking how amazing that is because here in Montreal, that would never happen. First of all, they'd be worried about like people getting injured. They'd be worried about people stealing pieces of the boat. They would see it as a way to make money off of it as a tourist attraction. Like it would never just be sitting there for anyone to sit and take photos of and be, you know, enchanted by. They would Um, put some sort of barrier, whether financial or physical structure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought it was funny because I looked, uh, I posted, I think, a picture of the shipwreck. And I also looked for it uh, on the internet and found pictures that people posted on Instagram of like, it's just like girls posing in their bikinis in front of the shipwreck being like, <laughs> and I was like, it's, I'm not seeing the relevance. But anyway, or another girl doing yoga in front of it, whatever, the typical Instagram stuff. It was very beautiful. What was not beautiful is that on this gorgeous sandy beach, was oh, you told me so much plastic and the straws so much thing. garbage so Thousands. much and every beach I went to had that like if you grabbed a handful just one handful of sand you would have bottle caps and like not the metal ones but the plastic right. caps from, from the Coca Cola straws the yeah 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 straws and flip flops and Tupperware plastic containers of every imagine milk crates garbage bags wow. grocery bags it was awful. You would go to these beaches, Nancy, and you could see for several feet. The water was so clear. You could see for feet and feet and feet down into the bottom of the ocean. But the sands were just littered. Like you couldn't, there was not one foot of sand that didn't have garbage in it. Wow. And if you pick, and I, I remember at one of the beaches, I picked up a handful of sand. I thought it was so interesting. What are these little blue things? There's little blue things, tiny little bits of blue in the sand everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's bits of plastic because okay. plastic doesn't break down. Right. It like breaks apart. Like it will just get smaller and right. into little bits, but like, but it doesn't deteriorate. It doesn't go away. Right. Some so, plastics for millions of years. Uh, pretty much every piece of plastic that's ever been produced is still on the planet. Wow. That's in incredible. one form or another. So it might be in several little pieces, but mm-hmm. it's still on, on the planet. So when I got back from the trip, I was talking to my mom and her husband and he was like, wow, that's crazy. What's wrong with the Greeks? Why do they have so much garbage? (laughs) And I was like, wow, I don't know. I didn't, I should have looked it up. I didn't, but I know at least up until recently for a long time, America was sending their garbage. Yeah. I was going to say it's not their garbage away. Yeah, And it's not just their garbage. It's garbage from anywhere that has an ocean, which is every place on the planet has ocean around it. So right. anywhere that garbage, that there's garbage in the Arctic now. There's plastic, mm-hmm. there's just garbage everywhere. So, um, but I thought it was interesting because because he doesn't see it. He lives in New Jersey. It's a very cute, well-manicured neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he wouldn't see that anywhere. I just read something recently. I don't know the exact details, but Canada, we ship tons and tons of garbage to the Philippines mm-hmm. and they sent it back. I don't know if there was a, a broken contract or they just changed their mind. But that's what I saw on Facebook was the barge of the trash returning. So not only do we have the plastic, and I'm totally talking out of my ass on this issue. Mm -hmm. Like I I understand it's a problem and I'm committed to learning more about the solution and taking action. But what I see about that is not only do we have the garbage, but then we're spending like carbon 
like, I don't know. I think ships run on gas pens. Mm -hmm. Ships don't run on wind. Okay. No. So the barges going all the way to the Philippines, creating pollution with this garbage, and then all the way back, creating more pollution. And on top of that, it takes, I think, 60 some. Anyway, yeah. I think it takes 63 gallons of oil to make plastic water bottles for like, I don't know, a year, say, or something like that. Oh, so there's that. And then 90% of those plastic water bottles are only used one time. Yeah, single e- use. Yeah, even the, you know those ones that you can refill? Fill? A lot of people don't bother. Okay. They throw it in the recycling or the trash. They don't go and bring it back. You know those big yes, ones? Yes, I know the ones you yeah, at the grocery they, store. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't even bother. They just get extra- another one. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And also Chloe, when she was my daughter, when she was in- um, She's still your daughter. She is. I don't know if every listener- (laughs) We do have thousands of listeners. So I just wanted to make sure that that was clear. My youngest daughter, Chloe, went to Costa Rica not long ago and she was horrified. And I think I told you that at one point she called me from Costa Rica saying- I don't know what's happening. There's something, there's this smoke. And she sent me a video of this horrible black, black and brown smoke. And it, it looked crazy. I've never seen anything like that. And I said, are you near a volcano? I don't know. I'll check. Like she was panicked. And then, and then she texted me like 20 minutes later. So it turns out people here burn their garbage, even if it's plastic. (laughs) Even in the British Virgin Islands, I think there was a lot of garbage burning. It didn't have that horrible plastic smell, but yeah, Mm -hmm. burning garbage is a thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think then at least it's gone as well. Right. But it, but then you're releasing like such toxic chemicals into the air. So what do we do? What do you do? I, so it's pretty new for me. Actually, what I think is interesting, you know, we were talking before about that one time that we talked about our broken dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we talked about how some of the stuff that has become uninteresting or unimportant or irrelevant to us and we're not pursuing those things and then other things we're still working on or we achieved and went yay we're awesome and some of them have just like sort of gradually evolved into other stuff as you know and anyone who heard our like vegan episode knows Mm -hmm. I became vegetarian and when I was 18 years old and like vegan however many years ago uh 10 and the more it goes, the more I started realizing like what that means because so many people are like, oh yeah, well, you're vegan. Well, are your shoes leather? You know, and they mm-hmm. want to talk about all the different aspects of that. But one of the things I noticed is that a lot of vegans who say that being a vegan means, you know, not participating in anything that would be cruel to animals. So not wearing leather, not eating animal products, whatever, are posting all these cute pictures online. Like, look at me with my vegan smoothie whatever and it's in a plastic cup with a plastic straw on it even though it's so harmful like so Mm -hmm. incredibly harmful to animals specifically well also yes animals there was this horrific picture on facebook the other day of a whale that was on a beach Mm -hmm. and its mouth was open and a ton of garbage was just spilling out of its mouth yeah like it was just horrific there are so many like the sea life specifically animals who are dying because of it, not just because they're choking or whatever, but the whales, as you said, they take in like, I don't know how many gallons of, of krill. They, well, they yeah. take the, well, the, the krill they, when they're eating. Yeah, yeah. And the way they eat is they open their mouth and they, everything comes in and then they flush the water out and eat what's left. Right. So they're full of plastic. Cause I watched last night, um, a plastic ocean 
watch it with your kids. Seriously, watch it with your kids. It was heartbreaking what we saw. And it was the same thing. Fish, birds, not just the whales, like all the, like even birds who don't live in the ocean because they're eating the fish. fish. Right. The plastic's Um, getting into their system. Yeah. And they were showing albatross that were just dying everywhere because they were so full of plastic. But 90% of all seabirds have plastic inside them. And some of them, their stomachs are so full, including sharp pieces. So sometimes mm-hmm. that, that's what kills them because it punctures their organs. But um, also a lot of them, I didn't even think about this, because they're not digesting it. It's just filling up right. their bellies. They become so heavy, they can't fly anymore. It's craziness. Anyway, I did. And, oh, yes, that's what I was going to say. So the birds are eating the fish, but we are also eating then, the fish. I was going to say, then we're eating the fish. <laughs> we are eating the fish. And even if you don't see the plastic mm-hmm. in the fish... A lot of it, the chemicals from the plastic are leaching, leaching. into their muscles and their right. their their tissue, right? Which is the part that we, not me, but people eat. So we're eating all these chemicals. And we wonder why cancer rates are up. Ex- thank you. Exactly. And autoimmune diseases and mm-hmm. God only knows what else. And the thing is, even if you don't care about the sea life or that's too surreal for you. Or the environment you, or the earth. Yes. If you don't care about any of those things uh, and you're just totally self-serving, you're eating that. You're taking in all those chemicals. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And it's so bad for you. And, and these the are, kids are too. And these are chemicals that cause cancer and birth defects, mm-hmm. infertility. It messes up with your uh, hormone it blockers. Up your endocrine system. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. All so, right. Good talk. Thanks for coming That was depressing. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> For sure, there's things that people can do. Um, first of all, just trying as much as you can to eliminate single-use plastic consumption. So plastic- I've seen so many products where, and it's all still new to me, and I was doing a bit of research in the last few days when we talked about doing this episode, like even replacing your saran wrap with like this, like a beeswax mm-hmm. and there's, type reusable yeah. thing. Yeah. There's vegan ones too. And it's it's just a piece of fabric that's been treated with wax. Okay. So it, it's moldable. It wraps around your, your dishes. My problem is I have to find a good source. And maybe you have a good source. We live in uh, Montreal, which yeah. is a big metropolis. So we probably have quite a few options even where around where we live. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I would be surprised if Amazon didn't have some options either. Then we're dealing with the carbon for the delivery, but baby steps. And feeding the future nation of Amazon. All right. Oh, my God. Is never going to do an episode on Amazon? <laughs> no. Please, it's like no. you just came over and drive a knife <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I had a good point. Oh, because I see these things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I want to participate in the solution. I was at a good friend of mine's house the other day. And I know she listens to the podcast, so she might hear this. Mm-hmm. So this is how I have difficult conversations now with my friends. Instead of talking to them in person, you just talk I just talk about it on the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. But she's a super environmental, vegan, zero waste, everything. And we were talking about the podcast and I was talking about the differences between you and I. And she was like, I think it's really important because, and I, I'm sorry, you know who you are. If I'm, if I got it wrong, but she was like, it's really, really important that we have these conversations because people like me need to understand why you and Renault, like people like you and Renault are, are not like on the same page. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when I was driving away, I thought to myself, does she think I'm part of the problem? Am I? And then I started thinking like, am I part of the problem? And I had mixed feelings about it because on one hand, we're like driving this big truck and we've got this big house with air conditioning and heat and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But on the other hand, we've got bees on the roof. Like 
Renault's like obsessed with helping replace the bee population and he's made this huge investment and like the beekeepers come every three weeks and help us with the honey and everything. It's not commercial, honey, Jen. It's okay if we give a little bit of honey. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I know. Maybe I am part of the, the, the problem. My point was it made me think if someone in my life that's really important to me, maybe two people and you haven't said anything, think that I'm part of the problem for, for zero waste and compassionate towards the earth and animals, then despite the small steps that I have, maybe we could take more. So the point of that is that I'm on Facebook and I see these things like reusable, um, and I see these things like reusable, um, they're, they're replacements for plastic baggies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I want to be part of the solution. So I buy them. They come from China. They have like China airport stamps all over them. Yeah. They're in the worst packaging you've ever seen. Like a cardboard box that's taped up all over. Open up and they're just junk. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, seeing things on Facebook and buying them impulsively, whether it's clothing or whatever, is also irresponsible because it's crap. Yeah. Like, and no offense to the few people that sell quality products on Facebook, but I don't want to buy shit off Facebook anymore. It's crap. And it flies a long way from China to get mm -hmm. here. And so the point of this long meandering conversation was I'm going to find a source in Montreal and I, I will take steps to move away from Amazon to buy quality products from like local producers to replace my plastic bags and my saran wrap. That's what I'm trying to do. And if it's not a local producer, I try and research them, like not just read their reviews, but actually right. research who they are. Are they actually using what they're saying they're using, what is that exactly? Because sometimes when it says like PBA free, that doesn't mean there's no harmful chemicals in it. And, right. and, or like if they're, even if their name is like no more plastic, doesn't mean there's no plastic. And it, it, it's people, marketers have really caught on to how important this is to everybody right now. So, so they just grab the catchphrase exactly. and run with it. Yeah. And I do, um, I do think you're part of the problem, but I think we are <gasps> all, <laughs> sorry, we're all part of the problem. Every one of us, do you know? So I'm obsessed and I'm having such a hard time with trying to not hate me, you No, oh, <laughs> no, so many things. Like I, I feel plagued by it. Like I'm looking at my phone, my phone is on the table. I can see there's plastic on it. And not to mention there's incredible minerals, not silver, but like molybdenum mm -hmm. and all sorts mm -hmm. of lithium required in the same issue of zero waste. If the phone's not recycled properly, if you throw it in the garbage, it goes over to China or the Philippines or Bangladesh, and they have tiny little children removing. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not, they're not, most of them aren't recycled. I think it's like such a small amount. I can't remember the number, but the amount of recyclable stuff that actually gets recycled, it's oh, something it's, crazy, like 10% or like, something. Yeah, it's, you're exactly right. It's between nine and 11. And then we're just talking about plastic right now, but there's also like cleaners and batteries and all kinds of electronics. Like you said, the phone, people throw whole phones in the garbage. And then we have these big companies who are selling us computers and tablets and phones. I just bought one. That purposely, exactly, that purposely make them obsolete right. so that we have to buy the next one. And phone companies that I tried, I called my phone company, my contract's over mm -hmm. and I'm paying like a hundred dollars a month for my phone plan. So I called them and said, hi, According to my research, my phone plan should now be half the price because I'm not paying for the phone anymore. And they offered me $10 a month different plan, mm -hmm. even though I was definitely paying more than $10 a month for my phone. And 
they offered me that if I wanted a new plan that comes with a new phone for zero dollars, it would be cheaper than keeping the perfectly usable phone that I have. So that's terrifying to me. And And it's not just phones, it's fridges. It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. So last night I watched A Plastic Ocean and I was just mortified. It was everything I already know and more because I didn't know the numbers. I didn't know the statistics and I didn't Mm -hmm. have the visuals to go with it. I didn't see all the animals. You know, I think we think a whale. Right. A seal got Mm -hmm. trapped in a oil spill. Yeah. A turtle got one of those six pack plastic things. Or a straw up his nose or whatever. But it's the majority of sea life is being affected. It's terrifying. And we are all being affected. All this mm-hmm. stuff, all the chemicals that, that during, from manufacturing to disposal and everything in between, mm-hmm. it's affecting us. And like you said, this is when we watched the show last night, we were like, God, we wonder why we're all sick. Yeah. It's horrifying. Breast cancer. I've lost friends to breast cancer. Breast cancer is on the rise. My mother-in-law just died of breast cancer. I just wrote uh, in my journal this morning about how enlightening the film was last night. And I looked down and noticed I was writing with a pen. A plastic pen? A plastic pen. Yeah. And then I felt... Dirty. Gross and angry. And like, where is this going to... I got felt very preoccupied with what's going to happen with this pen when I finish using it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You can order a fountain pen that's made out of other stuff. You don't have to... That's fine. You can fix this and... But then I couldn't stop. Like, yeah, but I can't fix all the pens I already. Right. And I was like, shh. <laughs> and no, I, think I understand that's why thing. you're obsessed because it's like we're not moving fast enough. People don't understand the magnitude of the problem. People like me that, and I'm just using myself generally, we actually do care. Mm-hmm. We're not taking steps fast enough and we're not, we're not obsessed enough or I at think, all. Exactly. And I think that we have to stop uh, – we do have to stop shaming people who aren't – like the, the small amount of people who are doing something about it need to not shame the people who aren't. That's what my friend – and I never know if my friends are okay with me using their names. I'll call her Kay. That's what Kay was trying to tell me. Like we're not interested – me anyway. We're not interested in shaming you. We just need to talk to you and understand yeah. like do you understand the scope of the problem? Mm-hmm. And do you understand that you can take steps to help save the environment? Sure. And she's like, I have teenagers, you have teenagers, like they're not going to have a planet and they're going to have huge infertility problems and cancer and autoimmune if we don't take steps like today. And then, and she is, Yeah. she's like riding her bike to work and she works like far and they went vegan and they have no plastic in the house. And then she's like, what? I mean, this was her implication, I think. What is it going to take for people like you and Renault to do the same, to wake up like this? And she was being like kind and generous about it. I think it's not easy for people because even today, so the pen example for, you know, I stopped and thought about everything in my house. Even when we were watching the show last night, Joanne and I started doing a scan of the room just from sitting on the couch. Right. And we were like, oh, like from the remote controls on the coffee table to the watering can for the plants to the, right. we were just amazed by how much of it is in the house. And the thing is, part of the thing is telling the manufacturers, right. I'm not buying this product anymore until you find a different solution. I saw a video of a woman saying that she goes to this store. It's the only grocery store near her that has organic apples and they come in a prepackaged. Yeah. She empties, she empties the package out into her cart and puts the plastic bag back. And she said, if everyone did that, yeah, they would tell the, the distributor, please stop 
sending it in these plastic bags because then we have all, all this extra garbage because our consumers don't take the bag. I read um, a couple of years ago, actually, in Germany, there's a law that consumers can open the product after they've bought it and leave all the packaging. And it worked because the stores were like, no more packaging because it, now it's our responsibility to pay to recycle it. Because yeah. I think in Germany and, and many, Europe takes um, plastic very seriously. And exactly that, the stores put pressure on the manufacturers mm-hmm. to stop. I felt when I was writing this morning with my plastic pen, I felt like mm, maybe after all the pens that are in my house are empty, the ones that have the mark on it, like if it's a big pen or whatever, right. I'm going to put it in an envelope and send it back to them and be like, I don't know what to do with your plastic. This is your plastic. Yeah. Like you deal with it. And there's just little steps we can take. I know it feels inconvenient, but something I do is if I go to the grocery store and I forget my grocery bags, mm-hmm. I can only buy as much as I can carry in my arms. I have to decide at that moment, is it worth it to me to skip some of the stuff I wanted to buy? Or do I want to go back home and get, and get yeah. a proper bag or even spend the money on the fabric bag that they're selling right. there? I don't want to do that because I have a lot of them at home already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I know it's inconvenient, but like the whale you described, yeah. like if that whale was laying in front of you full of plastic and someone said, if you say yes to that bag, it's going to go in yeah. there. Like you probably wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And I'm not talking about to you specifically, all of us humans. If we saw the actual outcome Right. Of our, of our day-to-day choices that we think, oh, it's just one plastic bag. Yeah. And yeah. it's so easy to say, no straw, please, right. when you order something or not in plastic or to bring your own. I know it makes our bag heavier, but you know what? If your bag is heavier because you have your takeaway cup and your reusable straw, if you really need a straw in your bag at all mm-hmm. times, well, guess how many animals are not going to choke to death on your takeaway cups? You know, like it just has to be worth it. And the biggest challenge, I think, is that the people who are providing us with the things that we do need, food, toilet paper, whatever it is, they have to be held accountable because some of us who are trying really hard don't have access to stuff that's not packaged in plastic. And there's so much plastic in the world as well. It can be recycled. A lot of that can be reused. If you absolutely have to buy something that's in plastic, like you can try and find companies that are at least using recycled plastics so that they're... Those disgusting plastics that are going to stay on the planet forever. Patagonia has been making recycled coats, like coats out mm-hmm. of recycled plastic yep. for 20 years. Matt and Nat make, make vegan purses and backpacks and wallets out of recycled plastics. Just in the last few months, several grocery stores in Montreal have said you can bring your own plastic containers mm-hmm. for fruits and spices and you know anything that they would normally package in plastic for you or provide plastic bags for, yeah. you can use your own now. And some people were saying, like, why would they do this? And they were like, they probably do care about the environment to a certain degree, but they also know that more and more stores, like boutique stores that are catered to the environment, are opening up and they need to compete. Yep. And you know what? It costs them less. At the end of the day, it costs them less. Like, if you go into a restaurant and you say, you know, could you stop? giving straws to people who didn't ask for them. Right. Like they're going to save money because they're not just giving one away with every single drink that they serve, you know? So not only do they have to compete with the people who aren't doing these things, but they can be saving money on these plastic containers and stuff like that. I don't think they mark up the prices enormously 
you know. But to, even if they did mark it up a few a few cents, it's it's worth it. I mean, I saw a woman at Akavan grocery store the other day. And she had all her own containers mm-hmm. and she went and got her cheese and her meat, whatever, all the stuff they sell in bulk there, the right, nuts and right. seeds. And she had them put them in her containers. I was so enamored with her. <laughs> I was just like, you are an amazing human being. I've never even thought about doing this. That's true because um, we just moved a year ago and I'm super close to Adonis now. And I noticed they have so much stuff, like the olives and the cheese, mm-hmm. like the fresh pasta, all loose and if I just ask for a pound of <clears throat> chocolate almonds, I mean, and cheese, <laughs> they put it in a plastic bag. Yep. But I haven't tried, but I would be like, you know, can I have 500 grams of fresh fettuccine mm-hmm. and can you put it in this container? Yeah. And if you already have some bags or already have right. an olive bucket that you mm-hmm. got them in last time, just bring it back with you and ask them to put it in there. There's little things. I know it seems super overwhelming for people, the thought of you know, being totally zero waste, that is hard, especially because, like I said, a lot of the things we need come packaged in plastic containers. Like, I don't know what yogurt comes in a plastic bucket. But the more we insist that the manufacturers don't package it in this stuff, the easier those things will be to find, be to find. And in Montreal, there's there's a couple now of zero waste stores, bulk stores where you can bring your own containers. And And that's where the big grocery stores, like here, it's like IGA, Metro, Provigo. Mm-hmm. Those are the the companies they're trying to compete with. Yeah. This morning, a friend of mine had, I think, yes, she posted it yesterday. She posted a really cute post um, saying happy Canada Day to everybody. And she had all this cute Canadian stuff around her, like a beaver and whatever else. And then she raised her Tim Hortons iced coffee in the air because that's so Canadian. And all I could see was the plastic cup with the plastic not recyclable lid and the straw in it. And I was just like... Oh, I wanted to message her and say, like, did you know that we use more than 500 million straws a year, a day? Sorry, not even a year. Uh, every day, over 500 million straws are used for that, like, 10 minutes that you drank your right. coffee and then thrown. And then I find it on the beach in Greece, Greece or a turtle finds it up its nose. I'm going to tell her because I don't think she listens. But if she does, then I've taken on your your um, method of speaking to my friends. <laughs> speaking to people directly. Yes, not, please buy a reusable cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a far walk. Tim Hortons is right across the street from your house. I'm going to have a little list in my notebook with my wooden pen. <laughs> Bones to pick with my friends yeah, on the podcast. to talk about on the podcast. Conflicting <laughs> 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 conversations that I'm uncomfortable having in person. Yeah, and then, you know, just... It is hard to do all at once. It's really hard. And some people feel like, okay, I'm going to throw everything out in my house that's comes it but like you don't have to do that but if you can just start buying less and less of it and i have to say i don't think it's a solution and i'm not relying on them but well it is part of the solution is the young are going to save us if anyone's going to save us it's the next generation so i bought new milk containers i just thought that they were a nice shape mm-hmm. and they were they just seemed handy and new i like new things and the first thing natalia said was are these recyclable like they don't look recyclable and she's like, I, she's looking at me like, what's going on here? And she's how old? 18. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, but I would be surprised if, I would be surprised if like a huge Canadian milk company would make a product that was not recyclable. So I'm but you know what? Let's find out. So we Googled it and that's where I learned that only 11% of plastics are recyclable. You're making a face. 
Let me finish. I'm agreeing with you. Only 11% of plastics are recyclable. And the one plastic that is 100% recycled is this plastic. And that's why they chose it. Oh, your your bottles were plastic? Well, they were a special kind of plastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name now. Yeah, yeah. But yes, they were plastic. Mm -hmm. I thought they were glass. That's why I made the face because I was going to tell you we don't actually recycle glass in Montreal. But anyway. No, it was... There's one kind of plastic that's recycled above all others. Mm -hmm. It has like a 99.9% recyclable rate. And this is why they chose this plastic. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to be facetious at all. I don't know how I'm going to get milk home. Cardboard? What do you choose when you buy milk? You well, even drink milk. I don't milk. drink milk. Oh, my God. But I drink <laughs> I drink plant milk. No, I drink plant milks, but they come in the, the carton, not in... Okay, so cartons. All right. But my point was... Not to get into it with you about milk, but <laughs> the youth, look at this Greta Thurberg or Thurnberg or whatever her name mm-hmm. is. This six, I don't even think she's 16. I don't know, but she's just on fire with the climate change. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> that was good though. But it's going to be the youth that are going to say, it's not even going to be like, they're, they're not even going to have a choice. They're not going to be like, should I do this? Should I not do that? They're just going to tell all of the, the company manufacturers, like, no. We're not buying your products. They're the, I mean, the next generation, it's almost like plastic is the new smoking or something. Oh, you know? please. Like, yeah, I would love that. I think plastic is like 80% of the garbage in landfills. I would love that if, the, if kids would do that. I would love that. And by kids, I just mean the youth. Oh, my kids are. All right. Maybe I am part of the problem because my kids are always saying, no, mom, no, mom. And. They went to a public school here in Montreal, and every month they would have a zero déchet, which mm-hmm. is a zero garbage day, where everything that they brought in their lunch had to be reusable, mm-hmm. nothing, re- not even like recycled, like a reusable container. Mm-hmm. And the whole school had like an education day once a month on the possibility, like you can that do is this. So encouraging! I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that. I don't know. I know like I'm doing the best I can and I'm going to do better. And there are lots of ways if you even just there's so much information on the Internet, but we can put some um, links in the show notes too. of, you know, there's some really helpful websites, but just things like when you are going to buy something plastic, just find out if there's the recyclable version of it. Like I was wondering how my next pair of eyeglasses, are there frames that are not plastic? Or at least frames that are made of recycled plastic mm-hmm. or other, you know, when I buy sun-dried tomatoes uh, in a jar, which I did the other day, I wash the jar and I take it to the co-op by my house because they sell all bulk foods and people come without containers sometimes. Right. So they, they can help themselves to the jars that people have donated and stuff like that. I'm sorry. Did you say we don't recycle glass? Isn't that the I whole need point to, of glass? I, I need to. They pick up the glass and there was like when they come and pick, well, they up pick it, it all up. And then I think they throw 90% of it into the garbage and we ship it off to uh It's something crazy. And I'm not going to, I'm country. not going to not buy wine. That's the only thing I refuse. <laughs> talking crazy. <laughs> See, everyone has their thing. Um, household recycling tips. No, we don't want to hear from the city. Um, I did see on Costco while you're Googling that. I do follow Costco on Facebook. And they have new Kirkland. The Kirkland products, I feel like we're sponsored by Costco now for one second. Mm-hmm. But I used to think that companies that made their own version of things like no name. First, it, it bothered me because you're kind of taking someone's like the package is almost the same. It's like the no name brand idea. Yeah. And someone else had that idea. 
So it used to bother me, but anyway, Kirkland products, I learned that they don't take someone's idea. They go to the best producer in the world for that product, in their opinion, like whether it's salsa or pesto or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not cheap. It's not a gimmick. It's like a real producer that white labels the product for them. For example, I used to work, um, do some work for Garden Fresh Salsa, Mm -hmm. which is an incredible company out of Detroit. They make like fresh salsas and hummus and everything. And Costco said, we think you're the best producer of XYZ. Mm -hmm. Would you white label product for us? And we'll call it Kirkland. And they said, sure. So since then, I started looking differently at Kirkland products. And... Oh, yeah. uh, Their coffee that I buy for my stepdad, it's Starbucks coffee, but it says Kirkland. But if you look in the small print on the side, it's it's made by Starbucks. Yeah. And this week, Cabernet Sauvignon, Kirkland, in a recyclable box. I kid yeah, you not. Box wine now. I you're kid talking. you want not. Um, except for it's probably in a plastic bag. Is the bag inside oh, the box? <laughs> never going. It's it's like in a beeswax. I just <laughs> so someone at Echo Cassie told me we don't actually recycle the glass, but I'm seeing on Echo Entreprise Quebec that. And they're very excited that we're now recycling over 50% of the glass. All right. So at least half of it, possibly none of it, but at least half of it <laughs> that we're putting in the in our things are not um, getting recycled. recycled. But the worst culprit, if you start with one thing, the worst plastic cul- is plastic because it's the one thing that never, ever, ever breaks down. Breaks down. Yeah. So. I don't All know. right. Well, you've inspired me. Shout out to Kay. You know who you are, Dr. K. Thanks, thanks, K and Nat for letting us exploit you on this podcast episode for your polar opposite behaviors. I'm going to go talk to K and ask her for some tips. I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask her. And uh, just like after the vegan episode, we made some changes around here. After this episode, going to make some changes. I will say, yeah. What I wanted to say before, though, is just that if it does feel overwhelming because you feel like you're being like me and looking around your house going it's impossible how many how, how do I start why start yeah just start hard. yeah just pick one thing just look around at your habits look around at your house and just start with one thing that you're just not willing to buy anymore I'm gonna start with plastic baggies and I'm gonna find a better solution than the crap I bought off Facebook I am going to stop obsessively buying highlighter pens mm. because I found out there's highlighter pencils and I'm going to switch over to not plastic writing implements. Mm, I would be interested in. Oh, I do love my VTAC. I'm gonna have to contact VTAC. What's VTAC? Oh, I just love the VTAC Seven or whatever it is. I've been writing with it for 20 years. Oh, it's a pen. It's a pen. <laughs> it sounded like a machine. <laughs> like, what is it? What does it do? Uh oh, Nancy. We don't talk about that on this podcast. Only, um, only on the Patreon episodes. But this is the thing. Okay, so. I love my VTech pen. Mm-hmm. Just like with my wine, I would really have a hard time giving up VTech pens. So I will contact v- the VTech company and I will ask them what's going on with the re- like recycling situation with these pens. That's what I was going to say. And or do you intend in the future at any point to make yeah, them a better yeah. environmentally friendly version? Because I love you. Like, that's the thing, too. We can do this nicely. We don't have to reprimand the companies and, and, yeah. and threaten them. We can just say... I love this company. I would love to continue supporting it. However, I love the planet, the animals, and my health and my baby's health more. Mm-hmm. So are you planning to do anything in the near future that could help me continue to support you? All right. 
I'm in. All right. Thanks for joining us. How can people get a hold of us, Jen? They can get a hold of us, um, well, individually on Instagram at Nancy Murdoch, Nancy with an I, Murdoch with a K. Or Jennifer June Chapman. That is also on Instagram. true. Plus, spelled like it sounds. It is spelled like it sounds. Um, you can get a hold of us. You can just message the podcast if you want to on the same page pod.com. And please do actually. And if you are already doing this, feel free to send us some of your tips and yes, what, what you've done. Like, please, please help us encourage and inspire other people to do the same. And if you have questions, even if we don't have the answers, we'll happily look it up for you. Take care, guys. We will see you next week for episode 14. Bye, guys. On the Same Page podcast, including show notes and links, provides education and entertainment and is intended for information purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on this podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without representation or warranties of any kind. Please consult a physician for any medical needs and always seek the advice of a qualified health professional for any of your mental health questions. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is recorded in Montreal, Quebec. The podcast is written, hosted, produced, and edited by Nancy Murdoch and Jen Chapman. Original theme music by Jen Chapman. I don't suppose you want some honey from my bees. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's organic. Nope.